to Chugi Doo. I'm your host, Wheels. I'll tell you what, we have an absolute treat today getting to interview Jamie Craven, the man himself. He's called Insight, plays for the Toronto Ultra at the Call of Duty League. He is one of the best new players I have ever seen. Last year, he burst onto the scene. The Toronto Ultra having a tough start to the year. What happened? Well, Methods, right? Everyone loves Methods on the team. He gets benched. They bring up this guy, Insight. People are saying, who is Insight? And then he goes absolutely ham in his first S&D, breaking the record back in Cold War. And from then on out, Toronto Ultra were a force to be reckoned with. We're going to sit down with Insight and ask him all about his first year in the league. Of course, this interview took place around September, right before he was about to fly home back to the UK for the first time. And before, of course, the start of this new Vanguard season. We'll ask him about his experiences with the team, what he has to prepare, what it's like to be a pro when he started playing, all the good stuff. I will say this. Thank you to the Toronto Ultra for setting up this interview. It was an absolute blast. Without further ado, let's dive into it. Here is Insight from the Toronto Ultra. All right, we got Jamie Insight Craven. You know him well as the legend rookie debut in the Call of Duty League this year. Jamie Insight, uh, thanks for being here with us. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Okay, so for perspective, how long have you been playing video games? Oh, you know, it started from when I was a little baby. My dad was into video games, and I used to watch him when I was three years old. And then when I was about five, he let me, you know, finally have a go on the keyboard and mouse, started teaching me a little bit. Um, but ever since, I was, ever since then, I've just been in love with video games. What was the game that got you started? It was actually Call of Duty, the very first no. one. Yeah, the very first one that ever like, came out, I played that and I was in love. You're kidding me. That was the first game you played and then you have a debut like this this year? That must have been yeah. completely surreal for you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it still hasn't like really like kicked in yet because obviously in the COD season, it's just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You don't really get much time to like stop and chill. But yeah, like looking back on the season, it's just been insane and it's just quite surreal to me. Now, we all know Insight, you're an incredible player, super talented. We love watching you, what you do. In fact, I know with my crew, that tree on raid that you always shoot between, they've branded that the Insight tree. Yeah, it was just a weird one because like, one day I was just I was just messing around in a private match and then I, I found the tree and I just I was like, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll try it. I'll see, see how it goes. And, well, it's, it's left its mark on the map. Yeah, you made history. So what's Insight like, though, outside of Call of Duty? When... When you're done working, you're done scrimming and practicing, and the video game is, they're off, what do you do? I like to go for walks, clear the mind. Um, I like to just sit down, watch some TV, you know. It's nothing really fancy, you know, maybe read a book. Um, I like to meditate as well. Um, but yeah, like, that's the main thought for me, just kind of try and disconnect and just chill. Mm. What kind of book are you reading? Like, give us a recommendation. The, the art of giving no... Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it F's. Art of, Art of Giving yeah. No F's. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. the book right now. So this is your first year as a pro? This is my first year as a pro, yeah. So how difficult was that transition to go from being an amateur to a pro? I think the biggest challenge from going from an amateur to a pro was like um, all of a sudden you've got a lot more people like giving you attention, people criticizing your gameplay. You've got a lot more people just like... I know if something goes wrong, they're letting you know about it. If you're doing well, you get a lot more love. So it's more like um, you're more in the public in the, the public eye. Mm. I think that's the biggest like 
transition from amateur to pro. Yeah, and how do you handle that though? Because the internet can be a cesspool of negative pl- of feedback, right? How do you allow that not to get to you and just focus on your job? For me, obviously, when I first came in, I left a good impression. So, like, I was getting a lot more love than hate. But when you do get a hate after like a rough series, it's not. I think the best way for me was just to sometimes just log out of Twitter, do some meditation, take my mind off things, speak to my my girlfriend, my family, just disconnect from the game really as much as possible. I've always wondered this insight because Call of Duty is different in the fact that it changes every year. You've got different yeah. engines, you've got different themes, guns, etc. How much of an impact does the change uh, take place on your ability to compete? The, thing, the one thing that I, I give uh, COD Pros the most credit for is uh, adaptability. Um, it's very rare you'll see a new game come out and all the pros just drop off the face of the earth and, you know, like amateurs take over. So for me, it's just you just you just adapt each year and you just keep going. That's about it, really. You just you just adapt. Adapt or die, right? Yeah, exactly. Adapt or get left behind. What does it feel like for you, your first year as a pro, knowing the yeah. fact that you've got a job next year? Like you're locked in, and there's, I mean, there's expectations obviously that come with that, but you get this off season to relax and know that there's a job for you come January. Yeah, that's 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 the the best feeling I think you could have. You know, just knowing you're locked in, knowing you've got a home, knowing you you're gonna come back in January, you've got the fans behind you. I mean, yeah, it's just a great feeling. I'm I'm very blessed. I guess hard work pays off into another season. I guess. What one of my favorite things about watching Call of Duty the teams is just getting to know you guys and the chemistry between your team is outrageous. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. the discussion was because you're all from the EU. Does that actually help with the chemistry? Um, I think obviously being from EU, like EU people definitely gel better together. Like we have like a very unique style of a banter, we call it like um, like a unique way of getting along with each other. Um, but I feel like that's one of the, like the biggest things that sets us apart from a lot of teams in the league is the fact that we we get along so well in and out of game. We're going for walks together. We're doing a lot of things together that other teams don't do. Um, we make jokes together that. You know, being being a European, it definitely helps. Like get like with the banner and jokes and stuff. Let's talk about your entrance into professional Call of Duty. You replace Methods on the Toronto team, and for those of you who don't know, Methods is people love Methods. He's a huge personality, and at the yeah. time, he had some of the best stats on your team. How yeah. did the Toronto Ultra brass, the management, help you? with the weight of that transition? Because, of course, there's a lot of opinions flying all over the Call of Duty world, and I'm just so interested in, like, you're a human being, Jamie. Like, yeah. how do you handle that? Just like, hey, guys, I'm asked to do a job. I want to go do it. Yeah. So, obviously, coming into the team, Zinn, obviously, is a big figure in the Call of Duty. He has a lot of fans. He's a funny guy. He's a great guy. I have nothing but love for him. But, you know, the coaches sat me down. They said, listen, look, there's a reason we're bringing you into the team. Just do your game. Play your game. And, just see what happens, you know? We, we believe in you, and that's the reason you're in. Is there any ever trepidation? Because I just, it feels like there's up and down roster changes all the time. Was there was ever a pressure on you to go, this is my moment that I've worked my entire life for, I better seize it now, or else it's gone? It's, it's a weird one for me, because I believe, like, obviously that if you put that pressure on yourself in your mind, you'll see, like, like less results, you'll, you'll struggle, but I always believe precious one in things that it's like, if you believe it's not there, then it's not. And you'll go out there and you'll play your game. And that's kind of how I do it. I kind of just 
I don't put like pressure on myself. I, I don't believe it's a thing. Um, obviously, like it, it is. It's there. Like if I don't perform, if I don't do this, you're gonna get this. But if you like can train your mind to just get rid of that and just focus on like doing you, then you'll see more success. You say there was a, a poll out of the UK that polled people under the age of 18. What do you want to be when you grow up? And number one was a YouTuber. I believe yeah. one, two, and three was like YouTuber, Twitch streamer, professional gamer. What advice yeah. do you give to people listening right now that have their sights set on following in your footsteps? Uh, my first one would be obviously stay in school, um, get your education done. But at the same time, if it's your passion, um, you won't let anything get in the way of that you'll, you'll keep, you know, you have to sacrifice things, but you'll sacrifice going out to see your friends or sacrifice going out to see family members. Um, it, it takes a lot to get to where I am today. Some stuff, you know, you may regret, but at the end of the day, you'll be a pro. But yeah, finish school and just, you know, don't let anything get in your way of being a, a pro or producing content. Don't be lazy. you got to be, if you want to be in this industry, you got to stand out. you got to have something about you that people want over someone else. And what would Insight be doing if he wasn't a professional Call of Duty player? <laughs> to be honest, I'd probably be in university. I'd just finished in university now. Um, and I'd probably be working at 9 till 5, um, playing rugby in my spare time. What, what are you taking at university? Um, I probably would have taken, like, um, I don't know, something to do with IT, like IT, coding, something like that. Okay. It's always been my passion. So. And you play, did you play rugby in high school? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I played it since I was like 13. Uh, then I stopped playing when I was about 16, 17 because I wanted to pursue uh, gaming. Fantastic sport. You'll actually be surprised. A lot of Canadians love to play rugby. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's big out here. I mean, the football, rugby takes place in the spring. Football in the fall and then rugby in the spring. And uh, it's, a, it's a great sport, man. Yeah, it is. It's a great sport to play as well. What was the moment in your life when you said, you know what? I can do this. I can be a professional Call of Duty player. It was actually when I was 15. So, obviously, that's when I was quite young. But I uh, I was playing for fun. I was playing in a team for fun. And then we went to a like a European event, which had all the top teams there. And um, we got third. And like at the time, my dad took me to the event. And he, he sat me down after the event and was like, you know what? Son, you can actually do this. Mm. You know, you can keep going with this, and you know, you're good enough. You've just proved it that. So just keep going with it. Keep doing your school, and uh, we'll see where it takes you. What do you tell your parents, friends, when they ask you what you do for a living? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm a professional gamer. And the normal response is, you get paid to play video games. <laughs> How? Uh, Who pays for that? Yeah, you're on the big screen. I love that. I just think it's so funny. I used to have a YouTube channel here in Saskatchewan. And yeah. when people said, what do you do for a living? And I was like, well, we make content on the internet. And people had the hardest time wrapping their minds around that. But again, that's, yeah. that's a full shift changing that's coming, right? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, gaming over the years. Is, it's taken over. Like, uh, it's just grown and grown. It's getting bigger and bigger each year. So, so for you, you debut stage two. Uh, what's going th- I, I rewatched your debut last night, actually, just to catch up for this interview. Yeah. You're sitting at that table with your guys ready to play. What's going through Insight's mind before the clock starts and you're off into your first hard point against the Thieves? I was quite excited. I was like, Jesus, you know, it's finally happening. I'm finally going to you know, show the world what I can do. I've believed in myself for years now and the opportunity's finally here. Let's just go out and have some fun and let's just prove what we can do. 
And you did just that, setting a record yep. uh, in, in what was it, map five? 18? Yeah. yeah. So special 18. to watch. Just wish you got the win so you could really celebrate that yeah. one. What a performance, yeah. though. It was a good one. Um, you guys all have these water bottles or these G Fuel bottles? Oh, the Game Fuel bottles, yeah. Yeah, it's Game Fuel. Is there actual Game Fuel in there, or are you guys just filled with whatever you want? You can just put it wherever you want. I normally just have water in mine, but there is people that have game fuels in theirs and all kinds of stuff, but I just have water in mine. I was curious. I'm like, man, they're really crushing these energy drinks all day long. That's a lot. <laughs> That'd be good for your body. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm just drinking water. So for you personally, outside of winning Major 2, which was just yeah. an insane run for you guys, what was your favorite moment of the year? I think my favorite moment was going 5-0 and oh. I think it was in stage three, like the stage after, because everyone was like, oh, you know, oh, they got lucky, they got this, they got that. Uh, they, won't, they won't continue to be that consistent. And then we came out into the stage three and just went five and OB every team. And everyone was like, oh, they are good then. They, they are pretty good. What's a day in the life of Insight look like? You're a professional Call of Duty player, but what is that? Is it nine to five for you? Gaming's one of the things it's 24-7, but it's all about finding a routine. So typically our scrims, they run from, so practice will run from uh, 2 p.m. to about 4 p.m., then half, like 4.30 to about, mm, probably about 7, half 7. Um, but obviously you have to get there like an hour before you have to warm up. And then after you scrims, you practice, you're, uh, you're, you're playing a little bit more to keep the thumbs going, keep the muscle memory there. Uh, but typically, I'm waking up around 10 a.m., um, you know, showering, making my bed, cleaning my apartment, getting some breakfast or lunch. And then I'm just, I'm kind of just chilling, getting the mind right, ready for a day of practice. It just, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you one thing that the Ultra were so good at this year was the team chemistry. So, how did you guys bond throughout the year? Obviously, when we were here, like we were trapped in a pandemic, like everything was locked down. So we get we kind of only had ourselves. You can really like allow people into that bubble, to, obviously for COVID reasons. So the biggest thing for for us was just like walks, you know, like eating food together, like cracking jokes, all that kind of stuff. It, it all bring all the little things bring you guys like bring a team together, and I feel like that's just what we had, and it's just it's quite surreal to be honest to be like put into a team and just have like a, we even call them teammates or friends. I prefer to call them like brothers or mm. something like that. It was so much fun to watch. You mentioned jokes. Who's the biggest jokester on the ultra? Probably Bant. That guy is a, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a, can be quite immature, but it's funny at the same time. Um, yeah, he's the biggest joker. Who did you grow up watching? Uh, in terms of a mentor, who was someone you watched and said, you know what? You're inspiring me to want to take this to the next level. For me, it was a uh, Swanee. Um, he was like, he's an old school pro, um, retired in Black Ops 3, but he was one of the, he was like the first European to go overseas, go um, join Optic, you know, the biggest org at the time. Yeah, but he was just great to watch. He was the same role as me. So, and just the way he held himself as well as a character was uh, just, just great. Have you had a chance to meet him? Yeah, I met him at an event when I was like 16, 17. We speak every now and then, to be fair, but yeah, I've met him. Is it weird to think that the way that you looked up to him, there's a whole generation of people now that are looking up to you that way? Yeah, it's quite it's quite weird. I've recently started streaming a little bit more, and um, 
people come in my chat all the time and they're like, oh, you're my favorite pro. I look up to you. You're doing us proud at home, all this. And it's, it's quite, it's nice to see, but it's quite surreal at the same time. He said, I've always wondered this about, they call it roster mania. The, the transitions yeah. and the, the shifts in, in Call of Duty. Is that something that you guys as pros are kind of all in together? Like you want the best for everyone, regardless of what team they're on? For me, I just want the most competitive league possible. I want every team to be good. You know, some people, some people in their minds will be like, oh, I want an easy game. I want all the games to be hard. I want the best competition. Um, because at the end of the day, that's going to bring in the best views. That's going to be the best for the league's growth. Um, and for me personally, as a competitor, if I'm beating the best, there's no excuses, and it just it's more rewarding. So, do you want to continue on in COD after your playing days are done, like as a coach or a manager? I guess we'll see where it takes. Me. I definitely would like to stay in COD as long as possible, but I guess you know things can change. Um, I'm trying to grant, like grow my brand a little bit more with streaming and stuff, so I've always got like a a plan B. I'd like to stay in COD as long as I can. For those listening, do you have a Warzone code, like a a COD store code inside? Yeah, I do. You can use code inside in the store. And yeah, and support me. Yeah, help help the guy out. What's the main characteristic you would say for those listening who say, you know what, I think I want to be a professional? What's the main characteristic yeah. you think that, that someone needs to make it big? You've got to be very open to criticism. You've got to be very um, like thick skinned. Yeah, you got you got to be thick skinned, and you've definitely got to be like open minded. I'd say um, if you're very closed minded, very like no, my way's right, you're wrong you won't get very far because you would just annoy people and people wouldn't want to play with you. So I'd say be open-minded. I wanted to ask about Major 5. You guys were so close, and then it just yeah. it wasn't meant to be. I don't want to focus on the negative. What happened between you guys losing Major 5 and the start yeah. of Champs? Uh, well, we all sat down and basically said, like, we can either sit and feel sorry for ourselves and let it break us, or we can take... Just, you know, take as a learning curve, take the the things we did wrong and just make them better in practice and we'll go again. We know we're a great team. That won't happen again. And, yeah, just get up and go again. And it worked. Yeah. Oh, did it, it work? Uh, a couple yeah. Canadian questions. So you live in yeah. Canada. This is the first time you've been in Canada? Yeah, this is the first time. What's the weirdest thing you've encountered here that you go, Canadians are strange? Stopping their cars to let you cross the road. Um in the UK, if you do that, there's a chance of you getting your leg taken off. <laughs> yeah, that's a very Canadian thing, I guess, because we all stop at the intersections yeah. if you're walking across the street. Even or if you're not in the, a crosswalk, we'll stop for you. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll say sorry a lot. Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. Even when it's clearly your fault insight, I will apologize to you for whatever <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And what's your favorite part about Canada? My favorite part about Canada, I mean, I guess it might be the people, again. Like, they're just so, like, nice, and they're very, like, welcoming, and, yeah, they're just pleasant to be around. You're about to experience a brand new level of that when you come out here to Saskatchewan. Yeah, and I also get a lot of people, oh, your accent, oh, I like your accent, right. where are you from, yeah. Yeah, where are you from in, in the UK? I'm from a, a town called Skipton, which is close to Leeds. I, when I was traveling Europe, I was over in, somewhere in the UK, and someone told me that you can tell where someone's from based on their accent. Yeah. Is that every, true? Every, like, yeah, every city's got their own accent. It's crazy. Every city, yeah. Uh, and finally, insight, one, one question. I asked the same one to Bance. 
you guys probably watch some TV or some movies once in a while. What's one recommendation you can give the audience? Dave and Private Ryan. Best movie of all time. Your favorite movie? Are you a big war guy? I like uh, I like war movies. My dad was in the army, so I okay. grew up army, and uh, it's one of them things that I liked as a kid. Do you look forward to this idea of uh, the World War II version of Vanguard coming out for the next Call of Duty? Then I'm very I'm very optimistic. Um, I do like World War II themed games, but yeah, I'm very optimistic, and I, I can't wait to play. Well, inside, I cannot thank you enough for giving me some of your time and. Uh, Best of luck, one, in the offseason, just hanging out and recovering, relaxing, hanging out with your girlfriend. And honestly, next year, we're so excited to cheer you on and, uh, and hang yeah. out. I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that supports us. All right, man. Enjoy the time off, and uh, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Hey, no worries. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Yeah, bye.